This is Public Occurrences, both foreign and domestic. And now your host, Michael O'Fallon. Perhaps, at long last, the deadly reign of Anthony Fauci will come to an end. The Intercept, a hard-left publication from the United Kingdom, has revealed 900 pages of government documents definitely proving that Fauci used his position to fund gain-of-function research into bat viruses at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and then lied to Congress about it. Well, since February of 2020, Dr. Anthony Fauci has been the face of the government's response to the pandemic. In the ensuing 20 months, Fauci was frequently wrong, incredibly arrogant, and deeply dishonest, because he was the anti-Trump, even though we were stuck with him on the coronavirus task force that was actually put together by Vice President Mike Pence, and brought before the nation. Democrats and progressive Rockefeller Republicans appreciated how Fauci dismissed treating COVID-19 with time-tested and affordable medicines, such as hydroxychloroquine, that's what I took when I had COVID, and ivermectin. And instead, he insisted on masks, which he first insisted that we not use, but then he insisted that we use them and then double up on them, and then, of course, he insisted on lockdowns, complete lockdowns, that he understood were inconvenient for some of us, even though we were losing our lives, our our homes, our businesses. And eventually, he insisted that everyone use unproven and untested mandated vaccines. Now, if you remember back in July, during a Senate Health Committee hearing, Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky directly accused Fauci of using his position to fund illegal gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now, the publication The Hill, which reported on the, the hearing, assured its readers that Paul was making, quote, an unsubstantiated accusation, end quote. As a matter of fact, just about no one on mainstream media, outside of the nighttime lineup on Fox News, gave Rand Paul any credence to Senator Dr. Rand Paul for his questions, which Fauci never answered. Now, of course, when Rand Paul asked these questions, Fauci came out swinging in response to Senator Paul's accusation. And he said, quote, Senator Paul, he said, quote, you do not know what you're talking about. And then he also said, if anybody's lying here, Senator, it's you. Now, if you will notice, Fauci never directly answers Dr. Rand Paul's questions. Never. All that fertile fallacy Fauci does is respond with ad hominems, never wanting to respond with evidence for his claims. So, if you haven't already seen the exchange between Rand Paul and fertile fallacy Fauci, you really need to watch. And if you listen to Fauci, remember that money is fungible, and that insights gained from one area of research can easily be applied to another. Fauci's gift of American funds made the Wuhan Institute of Virology richer and better able to create the Frankenstein viruses from which China then could release those viruses on the world. 
That, of course, is how sociopaths lie. With verve and assurance. Because in their own consciousless brains, they are always in the right. Whatever they need to say to defend themselves is their truth, their subjective truth, which is now becoming objective in kind of a Pygmalion way. And people with morals and and a conscience just can't do that. Now, of course, going back to the UK's Intercept article, the Intercept aggressively attacked Senator Paul after the hearing. Glenn Greenwald, who actually founded the Intercept and then got the boot for being insufficiently totalitarian, stated that it was then that the outlet sought to bolster its attack on Rand Paul by filing a FOIA request against the National Institutes of Health. What happened instead was that the Intercept received over 900 pages of documents showing that it was Fauci who lied. Now, Richard Ebright, a professor of chemistry and chemical biology at Rutgers, summarized what those documents revealed in his Twitter feed. And I'm just going to take a second to read those to you. And this starts on September 6, 2021, where he says, Newly released documents provide details of U.S.-funded research on coronaviruses at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The Intercept has attained over 900 pages of documents detailing work of Echo Health Alliance at the Chinese lab. The trove of documents includes two previously unpublished grant proposals that were funded by the NIAID, as well as project updates relating to the Echo Health Alliance's research, which has been scrutinized amid increased interest in the origins of the pandemic. The materials show that the 2014 and 2019 NIH grants to Echo Health, with subcontracts to the Wuhan Institute of Virology's funded gain-of-function research, as defined in federal policies, in effect in 2014 through 2017, and potential pandemic pathogen enhancement as defined in federal policies in effect in 2017 to the present. This had been evident previously from published research papers that credited the 2014 grant and from the publicly available summary of the 2019 grant. But this now can be stated definitely, definitively, I should say, from progress reports of the 2014 grant and the full proposal of the 2017 grant. The materials confirm the grant supported the construction in Wuhan of novel chimeric SARS-related coronaviruses that combined a spike gene from one coronavirus with genetic information from another coronavirus and confirmed the resulting viruses could infect human cells. The materials reveal that the resulting novel laboratory-generated SARS-related coronaviruses also could infect mice engineered to display human receptors on cells. Humanized mice is what they call those. The materials further reveal for the first time that one of the resulting novel laboratory-generated SARS-related coronaviruses, one not been previously disclosed publicly, was more pathogenic to humanized mice than the starting virus from which it was constructed. And thus, not only was reasonably anticipated to exhibit enhanced pathogenicity, but indeed was demonstrated to exhibit enhanced pathogenicity. The materials further reveal that the grants also supported the construction in Wuhan of novel chimeric MERS-related coronaviruses that combined spike genes from one MERS-related coronavirus with genetic information from another MERS-related coronavirus. 
the documents make it clear that assertions by the NIH director, Francis Collins, who you might have seen pictures with, by the way, with Bill Gates, and the NIAID director, Anthony Fauci, that the NIH did not support gain-of-function research or potential pandemic pathogen enhancement at the Wuhan Institute of Virology are untruthful. Of course, Senator Paul responds, Surprise, surprise! Fauci lied again. And I was right about his agency funding novel coronavirus research at Wuhan. Read this thread and the papers released, where he then lists Richard Ebright's thread. Now, think about this for a second. This means that Anthony Fauci lied before Congress. And apparently nothing's going to happen about that. Now think about that if it was you or me. What would happen to us? But Fauci will continue to just keep on going because he's popular with those where he's actually able to do what they want him to do. And that is continue to lie and to obfuscate and to more or less in a Pygmalion fashion, create the truth that they would like to be true so they can accomplish what they would like to accomplish. And you can certainly say that 2020 and everything that followed was Anthony Fauci's year. And so 2020 revealed to Americans that our most lauded experts are idiots. And in the case of Fauci and Collins, highly culpable, dishonest idiots. Everything they told us has been proven wrong, from COVID's origins to the lockdowns and masks, to the attacks on affordable early treatments, to the vaccine's safety and efficacy. We've also learned that all Democrats and some of our fake Republicans, who have political or administrative power, will abuse it for the sake of the new world, the new world order. Democrats also weaponize COVID to corrupt our elections and saddle us with a corrupt, senile president who has opened America's borders, destroyed her economy, and created a glide path for Islamic extremists to come here, degraded America's standing in the world, handed power to the Chinese, and in all probability will take us to totalitarianism here in the United States. Now, assuming that America survives as a democratic republic operating under our constitution, Americans must take stock of everything they've assumed since the Cold War's end back in the 50s. As a matter of fact, even going back to the 60s and 70s and looking back through those years to see how we have gradualistically changed. And it wasn't just the Democrats that did this to us. You have to think about those Johnson years, the Nixon years who was in control and in charge under Nixon, and then what transitioned into Carter, and then what even happens during the Reagan years and who was our vice president and who was calling some of the shots, and then into George H.W. Bush's years, through the Clintons, through the second George Bush presidency for two terms, through Obama, and then even what was going on behind Donald Trump's back. You have to keep this all in mind. Well, let's remember a few points. Number one, cultural Marxism and postmodernism is the road to totalitarianism in terms of ideology. And when I say this, please remember that, yes, I have stated in the past on the program that we are at war. But this is fifth generational warfare. 
And let me see if I can unwind what fifth generation of warfare is quickly. And I will explain this more fully in a later podcast. So fifth generation of warfare, according to Marine Lieutenant Colonel Stanton Kerr, is as follows. Quote, the battlefield will be something strange. Cyberspace or the Cleveland water supply or Wall Street's banking systems or YouTube or Facebook. The mission will be instilling fear, and it will succeed. End quote. See, fifth-generational warfare is an attempt to accomplish strategic objectives through the use of propaganda and information attack vectors. It's carried out by unknown actors, or by covert actors, who are pretending to do one thing, but are doing another, for unknown reasons, at least to you who is being attacked. But even if the core enemy is identified, like let's say that it is clearly identified that the enemy's list contains names like, let's say, oh, I don't know, Klaus Schwab, Joe Biden, China, major corporations, the mass media, tech giants, maybe even evangelical Christians that are posing as pastors and theologians and denominational leaders, the victim nation will not be able to understand the purpose or the end goal. Now, see, the problem is the populations of the victim nation or nations being attacked, they aren't even aware that they are being besieged and taken over. And they don't even know that the unknown enemy has a goal of taking over the control of their nation. The space in which the fifth generational warfare is carried out is still evolving, and due to the victim organization or nation being unaware of the where, why, and how. So it's not possible to those being attacked to really be able to counter and to defend until the harm has already been inflicted. So it's too late. The enemy is in the gates and has already taken control of the nation. Number two, Democrats are fascists and under Mussolini's ultimate definition of fascism, quote, all within the state, nothing outside the state, nothing against the state, end quote. So you are either for or against the new technocratic fascist government, or you are the enemy. You see, this isn't about elections in 2022. This isn't even about 2024. This is about right now. They have seized power. And they have been working for over a decade for this very moment. And they don't plan on handing back the controls of power to a populist uprising of constitutionally minded individuals. That's just not going to happen. Number three, the tech tyrants must be reined in, for they are the primary vehicle through which Democrats implement fascism. And we are going to have to be clever on how we're going to do this. Central to this issue is ensuring that we do not go digital with currency. And that gets into a lot of other things as well. I understand that. I, I don't really have time to go over all of that on this brief program. But secondly, along with this, we must relearn how to live in an analog world. And by that, I mean to live apart from your screen. Number four. Major corporations will do the bidding of the fascistic totalitarian government to the extent that it is hard to discern who is actually giving the orders. The Biden administration of the World Economic Forum. Central banks, 
major corporations, because what's confusing is that they've really all merged in this corporate fascist stew of governance. They are one. It is what George Orwell referred to as the oligarchical technocracy. It is here. It is in charge. But it is in charge only because we choose to do nothing about it. We must learn to shop now in a physical sense. We must support small businesses. And we need to support one another locally. You shouldn't be doing everything that you can online. Do things that you can do physically and in person, especially communication. You know, instead of texting your wife who's in the other room, get up, go over, and talk to her. Make it a habit. Number five, the mainstream media, which collaborates with the tech outlets, is another fascist facilitator. The same goes for Hollywood. Actually, I could also throw Major League Sports in that. Stop viewing it. Stop giving your money to Hollywood. Stop giving your money to the mainstream media. Stop watching it. Stop giving your money to major league sports that support Black Lives Matter. That's the Marxist, anti-capitalist, anti-everything-that-you-believe-in organization. Just stop giving your money to the NBA, to the NFL. Stop. They'll learn their lesson then. But if you keep on giving, they won't stop. Have you figured out how that works? Number six, the evangelical church and the Catholic church are on board for the ride for supranational fascistic socialism. The major religious bodies of America are playing their role, softening up their constituency for the totalitarianism that is gradually taking control of our nation. This will go legislative soon. And what I'm talking about are things like socialistic structures, as well as the freedom not to teach what you believe the Bible teaches where you're start going to start to be more or less hedged in one direction, that you can't preach what they now understand to be, quote, hate, and understand how the definition of that word has changed greatly. So in other words, if you oppose critical race theory, if you oppose the concepts such as um, systemic racism and so forth, you are going to be the one who's hateful. You're the one that has to be shut down. The people that are in charge right now with the major denominations have been pushing this for years. And yet we sit by and we think, well, we'll wait till next year. <laughs> you got to be making news now, but we have to work within the system. Oh, you don't get this, do you? They are disrupting and dismantling your denominational systems. You're not getting back in. Next, almost all American schools, whether K through 12 or colleges and universities, do not educate, they indoctrinate. And I think Dr. James Lindsay and Dr. Peter Boghossian proved this in their hoax paper project where they completely invented false, ridiculous stories about dog rape, fat bodybuilding, and other nonsensical concepts that were accepted by major institutional gender and medical publications. Because everything in education, everything in research, is fake. And the movement of radical subjectivism doesn't care if it's fake. You see, that's the whole point. Well, next, don't forget that borders don't matter to the new supranational oligarchical technocracy. It's as if the entire world is theirs. And maybe the light bulb will go off in your head this morning that the only passport that matters anymore 
is the passport that shows that you have had the latest experimental medical juice shoved in your arm or in your bum. Next, scientism, which is a form of blind worship, is entirely different from science, which is a methodology using reproducible experiments to prove theories that are never immune to challenges. Once again, Dr. Lindsay and I covered this issue in full in our last discussion regarding the science of Hegel. Next, and lastly, the conservative constitutional American citizen who believes in the rule of law and national sovereignty is now the new scapegoat of this budding Fourth Reich. Now, please remember that the Anglo or Black or Hispanic or Asian who does not reject actual capitalism, that does not reject the rule of Davos, is now the enemy. Now, understand that all of this came into play in 2020. You have to think back, Dr. Fauci was greatly responsible for making those mandates, for giving others such as governors and state representatives and as well mayors the ability to be many mouths, to shut everything down, past the point where Donald Trump said, you know, that's enough of this, we're done with this where you had someone like, let's say, Governor DeSantis saying, yeah, we're done with this. We need to move on. Oh, but they hung on every word of Dr. Fauci. And what that brought us was to a place where, oh, we had to rethink our entire election system because it was disrupted and dismantled the entire election process, as well as our economy. That is, of course, 80 to 85% small businesses, medium-sized businesses, was disrupted and dismantled. All because of COVID. Our education system was disrupted and dismantled. The way in which we practice our faiths, no matter who you are, was disrupted and dismantled. The First Amendment ignored. The Second Amendment in peril and basically the whole Constitution, being run over by a medical truck emblazoned on the side, the National Institutes of Health, the CDC, and Dr. Fauci's face. So, this is kind of how we can wrap this up. Dr. Fauci needs to go to jail for the rest of his life because through his funding illegal gain-of-function research, followed by his nonstop stream of dangerous lies. That has all led to the blood of hundreds of thousands of Americans on his hands. But our rule of law isn't even being administered anymore. I mean, think about it. Today, the Department of Justice is not concerned with justice as it is defined by our previous legal system and our old and tattered constitution. No. Our current justice system instead is concerned with social justice. So Anthony Fauci is never going to have to answer to any of this. Because he's the hero. And when it comes to setting the world on fire for the sake of introducing a new tyranny, a new fascistic rule of despotism, for the sake of social justice, Dr. Fauci is supernatural Sir Lancelot. Dr. Fauci is the woke Churchill. Dr. Fauci 
is the medical Muhammad. And we have now transitioned into a technocracy. And ladies and gentlemen, there is no easy path out of this. So you need to get prepared. And you need to realize that you are our leaders. There is no time to wait for someone else to come and save you. And now is the time to lead. I'm Michael Fallon, and this has been Public Occurrences, both foreign and domestic.